Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Man, the season starts this weekend, this Saturday. Uh, man, it starts off with a bang. Both of our LA clubs here, LAFC versus LA Galaxy, starting off the season. Uh, you got an Apple TV. Everything is going to be at the Rose Bowl, as you can see here. The newspaper here that the LA Galaxy ended up sending uh, to us. You can see there, it's finally happened. It's going to happen. There's a lot going on this week. We're going to talk about everything, uh, some of the expectation, individual players' expectations, um, what we see. There's also news about that just broke earlier today about the new MLS format and I think how that changes a lot of things and what what certain games, certain tournaments could be more important than others. But here to help me talk about all that, we got my man Andy Diosa back again. Andy, how you doing, my man? What up, Jill? Good to be here, man. Happy the season's finally here. There's a lot going on, but like you said, we starting it off with a bang, starting it off quick. And for the people that's watching on YouTube, I know you see the drip. For the people listening hey. on Spotify, I appreciate y'all too. But <laughs> Yeah, Andy, for those listening, Andy has the LA Soccer Hub uh, with the checker flag there. Um, he's rocking it, so I always, always appreciate sure. the support. Uh, but yeah, man, it, there's there's so there's so much going on this week, which is which is exciting, and the way the league had had decided last season to start off with LAFC versus LA Galaxy, and obviously uh, at the Rose Bowl with with all that going. What, what are you what are your thoughts? Just just a brief uh, just brief thoughts on on that, and then we'll get more into it later in the pod. I think it's I think it's exciting. I think this is probably the most anticipated MLS season ever if you factor in. The Apple deal, if you factor in all these different things that are happening um, and just starting it in this way, you know, they roll out all these new things for Apple. They have this pregame show that's going to be crazy. Obviously, they're they're working on the uh, the whip around program. That's going to be like almost a red zone type experience for soccer, for MLS. And then they have the post game. And then like you have all these games happening around the league. Pretty good matchups, uh, unique commentary uh, duos and whatnot. But, you know, the big one is is LAFC. Uh, LA Galaxy at the Rose Bowl and it's just so much around it that it's just like it's I, I know on paper it's like okay it's it's the first game of the season uh it's just a big venue but it's like you factor in history for the Galaxy there you factor in the fact that LAFC is coming off of winning MLS Cup and Supporters Shield you factor in the supporters boycott like there's just so much uh around this game but it's it's monumental man I think that from talking to people in MLS um in uh, MLS front office and Apple people like they're just excited about this as an event, there's going to be a lot of people at the Rose Bowl, fans and important people as well that will be on site. Um, and it just it just shows the growth of the league. So I'm, I'm excited for it, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, me too. I, I think there's just there's just so much that's going into it. You, you added all the different drama. We didn't expect, obviously, Galaxy fans to, to, to you know, to be boycotting the, the, the club and everything. We'll get, we'll get more into that. But there's so much going up, going on, leading up to the game. And even the day prior, they're having some type of media event or fan event. Uh, the day prior, I think Steve Sharondo, head coach Steve Sharondo from LFC, and obviously uh, LFC, uh, LA Galaxy head coach Greg Vanny 
as well. So there's a lot of hype. And I'm, I'm just I'm very excited. I saw a little bit of the preseason game uh, snippets. Let me put it this way, that they showed, uh, I think it was a Galaxy game, how they there are. I'm already seeing different angles yeah. that ESPN or Fox Sports didn't do for MLS that Apple TV, Apple TV or Apple is doing for MLS. And it kind of almost feels like, what ESPN does for like NBA or the NFL, right? And I think to me that's the one thing I hated. Um, whenever certain, whenever games, unless it was a big game, you would get all the different angles. But when it was just on regular TV or regular uh, MLS TV, they wouldn't get all the angles. We wouldn't get all the, you know, the the, the replays and all that. So I think with this with what Apple, they're they're going all in. They know that this is their product because it's Apple's product. How they're gonna show it to the world? And I'm excited to see all the different angles from the replay behind the goalkeeper. Uh, that's a camera that we're. I, I feel like we're gonna see a lot more. Um, so I'm excited for it. And that, and that just speaking in terms of every game, I hope it's that way for every single game, right. regardless if it's the the ninth seed or the, the last team, right? I think the quality uh, of the production, the quality of the game, regardless if it's the number one in the MLS or the number or the bottom tier of the MLS, the, 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 the production quality should be the same all the way throughout. And I feel like that's what we're going to get with Apple, with all the investment, with with the with the broadcasters and you were talking about like the, the the red zone type of channel and all those different things because that's that's one way you grow the sport when you have such an amazing production behind uh, an amazing sport that we have here and I think it's only gonna grow. Um, let's talk. Oh, you were there. You were you were there. I'll let you go a little bit more. You you got to see a little bit before the season. You went to uh, you went to the Apple headquarters and stuff like that. What would you just take about that experience? being up there and, and some of the things that you saw up there, I think what was in January. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit about what you kind of just said. I think that the production level uh, just is, is innovation and Apple as a company obviously knows about that, but I think that that's one part that from the inside um, people that are working on it, people that are involved are very, very excited about the production levels. Cause you have to understand this, like they have all of this capacity to do different things and it's it's new so it's a lot of trial and error but it's fun because they're the ones that are going to set that up so they're going to see whatever works whatever doesn't work and do remember this is a 10-year deal like for 10 years at least hope they're hoping that it's more obviously but what we see you know this weekend and this season is going to be completely different from what we see in the future and that's just going to keep evolving so i think that that part is pretty cool um just from talking to people there in apple they're just very excited i, I wanted to make sure that like there's always a, a kind of a divide when it comes to soccer and sometimes mls and I was happy that a lot of people there were like transparent about like, hey, we're not the biggest uh, MLS fans, but we're excited to learn about this and, and mm -hmm. have this be an opportunity for us to, you know, get involved and, and see how the league is. Because it's not only just going to be a, a business partnership, there's going to be millions and millions of opportunity uh, for everybody in the company, MLS, just partnership stuff that um, they're hoping that this kind of changes the landscape of sports broadcasts in general. If other leagues start looking at, um, you know, chances of, of kind of doing something like this. So. I think it's just an ambitious project. There's obviously going to be, you know, they're they're going to have bumps in the road, but uh, as they should, you know, like I said, this is new for them. Uh, the excitement is just there, though. MLS is obviously super excited about it. I think Apple more so, and they see it as a as a big opportunity. And I mean, every every I feel like every season in the off season, we always talk about the same thing about MLS is how much is growing, the players that are in the league, and mm -hmm. I think for for this for that trip to Apple, for there to be a World Cup champion in the room like Thiago Almada, who I was just coming from Qatar, winning with Argentina. For him to be part of like this is just like you're standing there, like wow. There's like this league from what it started to what it is now is crazy, and that's their thing. Like, what could it be in ten years when you know is the the time frame for this partnership, and what could it be beyond that? So 
I had one good conversation with um, the boss that was kind of running the whole uh, services projects at Apple, um, Eddie Koo, and he uh, basically was like, listen, uh, 16 years ago, we dropped the iPhone. And like nobody knew what the iPhone was going to be and look where we're at now. And I'm like, man, that just like puts things in, um, I guess, in motion and perspective of like, wow, like things happen quickly, but you kind of have to take a step back to realize how that transformation does evolve. And I think that the opportunities are endless. So, yeah, man, it's it's going to be it's going to be something serious for sure. Yeah, look, and also MLS partnering with one of the biggest companies in the world in Apple. And you, you said we've, we've known what they've done with the, with the, with the products and stuff. I, even they have a, a couple good Apple shows and everything like that. I think to me, I, I think with with the business side of Apple, what, what Apple has done, just the creative of what they've done. I think what is it like a, a billion dollar deal for 10 years? To me, yeah. I think Apple's that's like a steal for Apple. I know when you, you say a billion dollars, nothing's a steal at a billion dollars. But when you think think in terms of what they've been able to do and produce, I, I think what that averages out to 100, 100 million a year. Um, yeah, I think Apple is really going to win. I think everybody's going to win, but I think what Apple can do, especially what the World, the World Cup's going to be here in America in, what, like three years, right? 2026. Mm-hmm. By three years, they should obviously, oh, you know, this is the, this is the first trial run. There's going to be a lot of bumps in the road, but like I think by the time the World Cup comes around, the the product you you expect the product's going to be better a lot of things are going to change and everything like that and how many people look i got i got an iphone right uh i got an iphone how many i don't don't know if you have an iphone or whatever but like there's so many people around the world that have an iphone and now that mls look i know we got to pay for the 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 apple or the mls season pass or whatever but if you're able to produce the, the 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 content right and everybody has access to it you know, say say Apple does. Hey, this LAFC versus LA Galaxy, like a year from now, it's free. If you have an iPhone, it doesn't matter if you have Verizon, Sprint, T-Mobile, mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You can watch that, and they. I think MLS will be able to reach a lot more people than than the average. I don't know than they're doing by themselves. You know what I'm saying? So I right. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but I think that's a possibility that we could see uh, Apple being able to. Uh, you know, because they're also doing baseball stuff. So. I think it's smart on MLS. I think Apple is going to do a lot more uh, for the MLS that they can do for themselves, that they've been able to do for themselves in the, in the production side of things, uh, of showcasing the game and everything like that. So it's it's very exciting, and, and I'm very excited to see what Apple does. Yeah, um, that, go, ahead, go, all, go ahead, go ahead. Um, all the games on, on the first week are free, so anybody that does have oh, Apple. Oh, well, there you go. See, I didn't even know that. Any game the first week, they're all going to be free, and their plan for the season is, there's going to be six games a week that are free that are not uh, you don't need the Apple TV uh, MLS season pass subscription. So I think I, we don't know how that changes, if the price point is going to change over the years. But the opportunity is there for people to get involved and see if they like it instead of just putting a flat rate. They're letting people pay monthly to, you know, kind of trial and error type thing. So, I mean, the, the price is always going to be a talking point for anything that you put out. But like you said, that opportunity to get people um, to watch or be, want to be invested, I think that it does help. Because there's ways and and it's going to help grow. And the second point was, um, and speaking to to your boy, Mark Anthony K up there in uh, January. Uh, internet was, connection. Oh, there you go. You still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you last thing I heard was the six months. Uh, yeah, so the six, six games. Months, the six games. Six games. Uh, uh, um, a week is going to be about. Uh, uh, it's going to be free, so it won't be for the season pass. Uh, you don't need the season pass to access those. And then, you know, like I said, we just don't know how that's going to maybe change 
just over over the years or the price is going to go up or down but the opportunity to get people there invested and want to watch is it's obviously a thing that they are trying to do and even today if you have t-mobile you can get a free a free code for the season so there's just ways and then the second thing is and talking to your boy mark anthony k up there in january i had asked him specifically because it's an interesting thing to me how the players perceive this right and for them they're happy because obviously they're watching the league they need to see who their opponents are they need to see how their friends are doing so it makes it easier for them mm-hmm. and then also he kind of put it out of perspective for his family being in canada uh, who didn't really have much access to his games when he was playing in LAFC or playing with the Rapids. Obviously, now being in Toronto, they had they would have had more access because it's local. But uh, just think about players that have families that are not from the U.S. that now have one place that they could just go and watch these games. So uh, it's 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 crazy, but it's dope. Yeah, and it, you, you're right. Worldwide uh, audience now just 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 being a partner there, and I think look, even us here in LA trying to watch with all these different. The biggest thing was also going to here to, like when the galaxy was on spectrum or you know right. you could only get the game on espn but if you had espn plus it was blacked out. i was like this this make no sense i'm not no subscribing sense. to three different things <laughs> yeah. um i'm finding us i ended up finding the site looking i got watched the games for free or hopped on discords and all that <laughs> so oh, yeah those <laughs> days are those days look like they're finally over we have it all in our one roof and it's exciting um Let's talk about this playoff format because it is interesting. Look, I didn't read the article, but I just read some of it. I don't uh, – the guys from over the athletic broke down, broke the news out. Um, and I'm just going to go off the, the, the top three things uh, that, 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 that they wrote on their tweet. So it's going to be a wild card game for eighth and ninth seed as a single elimination. It's going to be a best of three for the first round, no draw. So that means uh, the first round teams are going to play. So let's put an example. Let's say LA Galaxy and LAFC play in the first round for whatever reason. They got to play each other three times and there's no draws, which is I think that's that's crazy. They're going to play each other three times in the first round. And then the last three rounds are single elimination. That just I don't know that to me just off the bat is just like, OK, you play first three and then a single elimination. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't get it right away. Um, uh, no draws. Yeah. So give me your thoughts. Those are the, just the things that, that, that I just, just saw read from the tweet. What, what are your thoughts on this new playoff format? Because it also increases a lot more games, um, for the players, the coaches, everybody involved. What are your thoughts on, on the new playoff format? Yeah, that's, that's my, uh, my one t- takeaway is just adding more games to a schedule. That's already super packed, uh, with them introducing the league's cup, the way they did this year. Obviously, there's a few teams that are going to be playing uh, CONCACAF Champions League. So I think that if you think about uh, just adding more games, it just doesn't make sense from that way because we're going to get to a point in MLS season where some teams are going to be like, hey, man, this game is just not important today. Mm -hmm. Like, it is what it is. And then you're going to get it kind of into the situation where we see with the NBA where players are going to want to sit and they're going to have to because you also have to factor in players go on international breaks. They play with national teams. So they're playing more games there. Like, it's not going to be a lot of rest throughout the year. So... That part is weird. The one thing that I do know about the playoffs is that it's it just adds another level of excitement. And obviously for MLS and Apple to have create more meaningful games is what they're saying is it's OK. Sure. But I think that best out of three is just kind of like weird because you're going to get a home and away, basically, and say, you know, each team wins one. Then you have to play that third one. I could see situations where that third game is going to be incredible. You know, like it's like we both won one. Now we're playing one to get, but it's just like, do you need to play three games just to get to the next round? Like that's, yeah. it's a little much to me. Um, the single elimination, I think it works fine. I think it's just, you have one game. I think the higher seed deserves to have the home field advantage. Like 
that's why you have incentive, an incentive in the season to to play better because you want to get those top four spots to get a to get a home seed. So I think that part is, you know, just is normal. But yeah, like, oh, we're not going to have any ties. We're just going to play and they're going to go straight to penalties if it's tied, uh, no extra time. But then when they get later in the in the playoffs, when it's conference semifinals and, and conference finals, then they're going to have extra time. <laughs> so, like, it just seems like it's all over the place, honestly. Um, I don't think that players are really going to like it. But my my takeaway is, like, you need to establish a system. And I think that for as much as we talk about MLS growing and having, you know, things trend in the right direction, this is a bad look because, A, they're just announcing this. Well, it, the information came out today. They're officially announcing it later this week. Um, but uh, Phil Neville talked to a few of the athletic guys the other day, the Inter-Miami coach, and he had, he had something to say about this. Like, we're seven days away from the season. We don't even know what the playoffs look like. We don't know what MLS Cup is like all of that stuff had just been secret until, you know, until when this gets announced officially. So it's like that is not good for the players, for the, you know, for the coaches, whatever to plan out. It's just a bad look to have a, a, a format change so much when you're talking about something like the playoffs, which yeah, already days before is the season, big, right? Days. And it's already a big conversation to begin with, because how many players tell you, well, supporter shields, the real championship, if you have the best record in the league. But then you got to get to MLS Cup playoffs and it's like a new tournament. And it's just like, I get it. But once again, you're adding that into a year where you're putting this League Cups tournament, making it a World Cup style. I feel like they're doing just a little too much. Like uh, that that wasn't necessary because I think the playoffs were fine the way they were last year. Honestly, the one thing I do like is that playing game, like for the lower teams to have have a wild card. That's cool. I think wild card games work. But besides that, they should have just left it how it was. I think there was nothing wrong with it. And I think it just gets it done easier, gets it done quicker. And then you just move on. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if the if the only thing they, they they went too aggressive without adding, look, if they knew that they to me the biggest thing I, I tweeted this about earlier today. Uh, if it just seems counterintuitive that you're going to add more games in this playoff and you're going to want to make it more entertaining, all these different things, but why not add more roster depth flexibility? You want these players to play more games. You should pay them more because you're going to make more money off the ads and the revenue, all this stuff. Like you should share that money. And I think <clears throat> to me, it just seems like why not? Why didn't if you knew this was going to happen or if this is a last minute decision, which I hope it's not, which it kind of seems like it. Why didn't you add like a fourth DP? You know what I'm saying? Like, why didn't you add a fourth DP? Because if you want all these teams to play these games, OK, add, add whatever, add more games add more player, add more ref, add more depth, more flexibility and all these different things because then it makes it easier to be like, okay, maybe so-and-so, like, like example, let, let's say uh, Carlos Velo or Chicharitos maybe not going to play all this, but they have another fourth DP or something like that, you know, and then I think it just, to me, I think it's just going to water down the, the, the regular season, to be, yeah. to be completely honest. It's going to water down the regular season. What, 18, team, what not, 18 teams, how many teams do we got in, this, in, in MLS? Is it 20, 29, 28? So it's like almost like a 70, I believe a 70% chance of everybody making it. Let me just do the math. Like, so, like I mean. or something like that? Six, or 65 of it's 29. Yeah, it's somewhere, somewhere like that. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Seven, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, it just makes no sense to me. And I, I'm just like, I don't know. I, I'm just like, yo, you, you just got to add more, more, more flexibility to, to increase because it, it just, and you, I didn't even was even thinking about the national team breaks that, that, yeah, you have the national team breaks. Some people are going to have to qualify. You have gold cup this summer. Um, there's just a lot going on. And I, and to me, I, I think it was an unnecessary um, change in a format. 
Um, and I, I just want to read this tweet uh, from Jeff Ruder, who, who helped wrote that article he had mentioned here. <clears throat> he said, for teams like LAFC, Austin, Philly, Orlando, uh, who I, I believe those are all the teams that got CCL. Uh, yep. They got the CCL bid. Um, yep. MLS season games, there's 34 games in the regular season, uh, up to six with the playoff. Uh, five in the U.S. Open Cup. If you, I think, I think he's talking about if you go all the way, all the and way, up right. to se- seven League Cup games if you go all the way to the championship, and up to eight CCL games if you go all the way to the championship. So that means that a team like LAFC, Austin, Philly, Orlando, if they say they, they one of those teams tries to win, you know, for whatever example, they they, they win everything, right? They can potentially play fifty to sixty games this year. Look, that is insane. There's no way. And I think I, I forgot someone. I saw someone tweet this. Uh, I don't know who tweeted this, but I think they said LAFC played last season with all the games that they played one of the championship. LAFC played 41 games, I think yeah. around 40 something games. And you're almost adding like another third of game. Say that you say you do. I don't think any team's going to potentially make it play all those 50, 60 games, maybe 50 for sure. Um, that's just a lot, man. That's just a yeah, lot. That's a lot of miles on on, yeah. on those athletes' bodies, and I, I don't know. I, you just need to add more more roster. Go ahead. For sure. I think about we didn't ha- we haven't even mentioned really U.S. Open Cup, where I think some teams already last with the regular playoffs they didn't really value it as high as other tournaments. Like like you said, it's going to water down the season, but it's going to well we'll talk about it later. It's going to have to prioritize events, and U.S. Open Cup will be at the bottom when you have teams in CCL who would want to show it on a you know, on an international level compared to a, U- a U.S. Open Cup where they might be playing, you know, lower tier teams or teams that are not traditionally that good. Like when LAFC lost to the Galaxy last year in U.S. Open Cup, yeah, they were mad, but they were like, all right, well, on to the next thing. When the Galaxy lost that game at home, same thing. They were mad, but they were like, okay, on to the next thing. So it's like you said, it's just a lot to add to a calendar that's already packed. And obviously the league is going to want League's Cup to be, you know, a top tier tournament because you're playing Liga MX. And I think teams will, in a way, value that. But once again, you have to be smart. What if a team is in the Supporter Shield race at that point already? What if it's like last year where LAFC, Philly, Austin, they're all in the mix, you know, really fighting? Like they're going to have to prioritize too because League's Cup, sure, it, while it's good and you're you're facing against that other competition, you have to think in the back of my mind, oh, we're getting to the playoffs and we might have to potentially play, you know, X amount of games just to win MLS Cup, whereas last year where they played three and they got it, so it's like it's a lot, man. That's a, a lot of strategize. Yeah, a lot, a lot of strategize too. And I, and I would also say too, I think the out of like U.S. Open Cup, the League's Cup. To me, like right, if you're if you're LAFC, Austin, or Philly, those teams that are playing in the, in, in, in the CCL, right, the Concacaf Champions League. I think that's up there, yeah, like the number absolutely. one priority, right? That's like, to me, that's the number one priority. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is over, uh, I would say, uh, the regular season, yeah. right? We saw what we saw what Seattle did. They they, they, they they ended up winning the tournament. But I was saying League's Cup definitely is up there. And then it's the first time ever that, that we're having this tournament. So, you know, the league and the, and the teams are going to want to have a great performance with that. So there, there's just a lot going on. And, you know, I'm not saying this is how teams are, are going to think or whatever, but you kind of have to assume that, like, there's no way they can play all these games and prioritize every single tournament, every single game. And I just think, like I said earlier, the the regular season, some of these games are going to be watered down. You're going to have other players. Uh, you know, you, you, you know the, the the academy kids or the the the, the um, LAFC two, or the Galaxy twos, right? 
you're going to get this. I think that's a great opportunity for those guys and every, and yeah. that's going to be, you know, going to see those guys come up and play. But I, I think it could just been done a little bit better with adding more roster. I, I wish they would add a force DP or increase a little bit more salary. Maybe would have had a player like, like Chicho not leave, you know, if they expanded the roster and everything like that, you could have paid yeah. them more. You could have kept them and all those different things. So, yeah, I, I get what the league is trying to do. But, look, I think you also have to – if you're adding more games, you have to offset it with the other thing and, and limit the, the restrictions with that. Um, let, let, let's talk about, obviously, big big game. Uh, let's talk about the big game. Uh, we talked about that. But leading up to this game, at least on the Galaxy side, there's been a, there's been a lot, a lot of uh, 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 vocalness about – Chris Klein for a number of years, but I think this is a year that I think that it seems that we've seen already uh, the Galaxy, all the Galaxy supporters, they, they came out, they're all together behind this. Look, not everybody, uh, I think, agrees with the boycott or agrees with uh, Chris Klein being out, but I think, you know, with everything that we said and how exciting this week is and this matchup, for for some Galaxy fans, it doesn't, it's not going to seem that way because of how Chris Klein has run that team and still able to keep his job, which is to me is the craziest thing, the craziest thing. Um, But yeah, give me, give me your thoughts on this Chris Klein boycott or the LA galaxy boycott because of Chris Klein and obviously potentially not seeing as many galaxy fans this Saturday. Yeah. It's unfortunate because like I mentioned, you, the galaxy have a history with the Rose bowl. And I think that the, the intrigue about this matchup originally was like, you know, you see the Kobe Jones voiceover with the promo, like Greg Vanny played at the Rose Bowl. Like there's ties to it and it should have, you know, it's a Galaxy home game. Like it should be an, a, a party for them almost, you know, in a way of like, hey, this is this is kind of like our home, what we created, you know, back in the day and the past history that we have, of you know, the five championships. But I mean, the fans have a right to protest. The fans have a right to be mad. I think that they've done it um, as respectfully as possible. They haven't really gotten out of line. I don't see... Um, and I, you know, at the end of the day, they're the ones that are are spending their money uh, to support the team, to buy merch, to go to the stadium, to you know, all of the above. So I don't see anything wrong with it. I think that the leaders of the supporters groups did the right thing in saying that we're as leaders doing this. We don't necessarily need everybody to follow us if they want to, and they should. Great if they don't, also fine. Like, but I think there's going to be something to be said because. The Rose Bowl is a one-off, right? Like, I think people are going to go because they already bought the tickets, maybe, like, families and stuff like that. But it's really going to be interesting when they play that first home game at Dignity Health Sports Park this season um, because if the stands are empty, I don't care what anybody says, they are going to have to make some decisions. And um, from what it seems like, everybody's saying that Chris Klein won't be fired or this and that. Those are decisions that are made, you know, above anybody's pay grade or whatnot. But... I think if the stands are empty, that starts dealing with revenue. And once players start getting involved, I think that that changes the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you already saw Ricky post something on Instagram about, like, we need you guys. Um, I'm telling you, let them play badly. Let them get off to a bad start and have Chicharito say a few things about the stands being empty. And I guarantee you things will start changing. So uh, I don't know what the resolution is there because it's hard to just say, hey, you know, fire this person or – and obviously, Chris Klein is dealing with the suspension, so we don't really know how much of involvement he could even have. Like, people are saying he's not speaking, which I don't think he typically ever does anyway. But, um, yeah, it's a tough situation. I wish that going into – I mean, I, I don't wish that for any team in general, but I wish that, you know, for a game of this magnitude, going into a season so exciting, um, that wouldn't be the case. But from what the reports are, you know, over 70,000 tickets were sold. I think last time I saw uh, Baxter put something out, 
The MLS record was set last year in Charlotte, 74,000. It's not far-fetched to think that maybe they could break it. I'm just surprised that they're not adamantly trying to promote that because that's what Charlotte did last year. They said, hey, we want to break this record. We need you guys to come to this game. Whereas this is like, okay, it's a possibility. We don't know if it will happen, but if they wanted to, they could easily do it. I mean, the stadium holds way more than 74,000. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it's a tough situation, but I think Galaxy fans are in the right. And once again, I think if they start seeing during the season, uh, Dignity Health Sports Park is a lot more empty and, and things are not going well, then I think the team has no choice but to, to try to make something change. I don't know what that resolution is, but something's going to have to happen. Yeah, I, I, to me, it just, it just, it's, just, it's just crazy because of, like you mentioned the thing about I, I, I this was bound to happen. P, Ricky Pooja was, was going to be, I think Monica ended up asking, asking him about what he thought about the fans boycott. Because I think like I, I said this in, in previous pods before, before, if you're a player, if you're Chicharito, you're Ricky Pooja or, you know, any player that plays for the LA Galaxy, right? That kind of doesn't, that wasn't your fault. Let's put it that it's not your fault. But now in a way it becomes your responsibility because you play for the club you're not going to go against your fans because I think no one's going to go against their fans, but also you got your boss, quote unquote, Chris Klein, who the fans don't, don't respect and don't like, don't want them, don't want him to be there. So you're like in this weird situation. The person that has to answer is the fans, Greg Vanny, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and those are, those are the people that have to answer those questions. And obviously I, I think it's just adds such a weird work dynamic. You know, when it just you, your, your, your fans don't want to be there, not because of you, but because of your boss, your boss has been, you right. If you're Ricky Pooja, you're Chicharito, you're starting to find out like, okay, what does Chris Klein do or this or that? Like, I don't know. And you start to see and read, you're like, dang, they really don't like this dude. So if you're coming, showing up to practice, like how I, I wonder like what the player's mindset is, right? Like, like, dang, we have to answer for what he's done, which is so weird. But like, it's just it just goes to show that the the head people at AEG and run the galaxy they just don't really care about the fans because right. look there's just certain things like look you and I have been covering the league for a while like I think if that position was to be open there'd be a number of GMs GMs regardless wherever Philly or whatever let's just put it anywhere that would be uh that would be an attractive job if if, if you're a GM somewhere else trying to look for 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 a job, right? You're lo- or you're looking to 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 move out, or you're trying to go to the next step. Because I think anything that Chris Klein has done, which is I th- I believe has been okay, mediocre. I think someone else that actually knows what they're doing and can produce more could really help elevate this team to the next level with all the hurdles he's put on the LA Galaxy with, you know, now the cheating scandal that he's they can't bring a player during the summer transfer window. I think that's the biggest Achilles heel. And I don't know how you renew his contract. It goes to show that the Galaxy AG does does not know, does not care to know what Chris Klein is doing because anybody, any any other sports organization would be like, dude, you, we got to let you go. Yeah. It's time to move on. And, and it's unfortunate. So we'll, I think that's good. Because look, the signings of Ricky Puj, Martin Carceres, um, all came in the summer, summer transfer window, and that helped the Galaxy get to where they were right. and finish yeah. the season strong. Now they don't have that. And it's unfortunate because you're going to need that, especially we just talked about a team playing 50 games. You're playing way more games this season. There's no way. I, I know Ricky Pooj is young and has those legs, but there's no way I, I can see them finishing out strong. I think they have a strong lineup, but the depth part and not being able to add players in the summer transfer, window, I think it's really going to hurt them. And that's all because of Chris Klein. 
And, and to your point, fans, fans, I think fans are in the right here. Uh, they, they've been in the right. And if you don't take care of your fan base, you don't take care of your, care of your customers, then, then what are you doing as a club? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And that's not to say like everybody at the LA Galaxy that, that works at the Galaxy is like Chris Klein. There's some amazing people that work at the LA Galaxy. Right. Amazing, amazing people. But it's unfortunate for them because it overshadows that by what Chris Klein has done and how he's portrayed and stuff. Um, let's talk about the weather. It may, it's probably potentially going to rain uh, this Saturday. We're going to have a rainy El Trafico. Uh, what does that mean? I, I don't think that's gonna. And we know with the Rose Bowls outdoors, there's there's no no cover. Where to hide? Yeah, <laughs> nowhere to hide. So you bring your raincoats, bring your, your umbrellas and stuff like that, your ponchos or whatever. Uh, what what do you make of this potential raining at uh, at the Rose Bowl this Saturday? This is very fitting because you know when it rains in LA, the traffic gets worse. So it's perfect for, <laughs> perfect for the opportunity. Now, I mean, listen, it, it kind of does uh, suck a little bit that you know the weather in LA is ninety five percent of the year great, and we're supposed to have a pretty tough weekend uh, when this is happening. But I don't think it will affect the game too much. I know there's players that actually like playing in rain and enjoy those elements. So um, I don't know if we'll see too much of the game affected. But I think that for all the emphasis we're putting on this game. We do have to remember, like, it's the first game of the season. And I don't know if we'll see, like, I don't, we've never seen this rivalry so early in the year where it's just like game number one. So I always think about that when I'm trying to think about how this game's going to play out because neither of these teams are probably at their best. Uh, you know, Chicharito just was dealing with a little bit of something he picked up at Coachella. I don't know if it's an injury or what, what it was or what it wasn't. Um, and then, I mean, both rosters are not <laughs> the deepest. So, Sure, LAFC is coming off the championship, but you factor in they don't have Chicho anymore. They're trying to figure out who's going to be that number nine. I mean, they have obviously a, a crazy amount of attacking talent. Um, and then you look at the Galaxy and you're like, I don't even know what formation Greg Vaney wants to play. Like the people are trying to say he should play 3-5-2. He doesn't seem like they, he wants that to be the case. But if I'm him, I'm throwing Dehan out there, especially against LAFC because he loves playing those games apparently. Um, so it's just, it's a lot of question marks. And then I think I forgot who it was that last week said something like that. One of the teams was like, Hey, this is the first game. And I think it was, uh, Vanny, like, this is the first game. Like it's a big deal. We have to be up for it, but we also have to realize that. So maybe the weather will play a factor. Maybe it won't. Uh, I hope it doesn't. It's not too bad just for the people that are in attendance and, uh, the spectacle, but I don't think the rain's going to stop too much of whatever the party's going to be inside the stadium, outside the stadium and around uh, this weekend. Yeah, look, if this game does break the record of the 70, well, 74,000, it would be historic with everything going on with the with the boycott, with the fans not aligning. It just goes to show, and I think it's just a historic, uh, you know, matchup uh, between we see. Obviously, we see the Ricky Pooch, Carlos Vela. These two teams aren't as deep as they once were, but I think there's there's still going to be a lot of excitement there going on um, sure. with the with both of these clubs. Um, all right, let's let's talk about expectations for the year. Uh, let's start off with the LA Galaxy. Um, what do you expect with them? How do you expect them to finish in the regular season? They they have a shot for a Leagues Cup, U.S. Open Cup, Supporter Shield. Um, give, give me overall thoughts with them in the regular season, and then we'll go into them uh, on potentially winning any of those trophies. I think this team is, is talented, man. I think that uh, from the conversations kind of going around in the offseason, I think people are, are forgetting how talented the team is. And, and you mentioned it earlier with the additions they made in the summer with Caceres and Brugman and and uh, Ricky, I think that like they have maybe one of the more talented midfields in the league. Um, my my I guess my question about them is like, 
how much are you going to get from Douglas Costa, which is what we were saying when he got signed anyway. So none, that really hasn't changed. But can you get him to be effective? I think we saw that in flashes last season, very few. But when you're thinking about a team that is predicated on winning championships and being successful, and you have an agent Chicharito, you have an agent Douglas Costa, like you need um, – that's why I, we, we've been beating this drum for a while, but Dejan, Dejan should, be, uh, should be out there. He should be playing because he's younger. He's, uh, he's hungry. You could tell he wants more minutes. He proves it when he goes on the field, he scores. So I think that um, what I mentioned earlier about the formations is going to be interesting to see if Vanny could figure that 3-5-2 out because he clearly wants to try it, but he clearly doesn't feel comfortable in it or his players don't feel that comfortable in it. But I think if you move a player like Julian, you kind of start thinking about that. Like, okay, obviously if he was there, maybe a 3-5-2 wouldn't have been the best idea or you would have to move him around. But now that he's not there, I think you could you could theoretically play a three-five-two easily with the talent they have. Um, but once again, they're they're the roster's not that deep. For as much uh, crap as they gave Kevin Cabral and Samuel Grandster, like I think any Galaxy fan would have probably enjoyed having them on the roster right now. When you look at what their options are, um, people are waiting on Efra to to maybe have a better year. Uh, every we've been saying that for the past few seasons as well. So it's just a lot. Of <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think that my thing is like it's, it goes back to the same thing is defensively. Can they be solid? And that's really it, because moving forward, that team from the from the midfield up is is talented. And you never know what's going to happen with injuries and things like that. Um, the depth is I feel like saying the depth is a problem is not doesn't do justice because I feel like a lot of teams in the league are that way. And especially going into this year where there's so many competitions there, that might be an issue. But. I don't see why this team can't be in the same range they finished in last year. I don't think they're one of the best teams in the West. Um, I certainly think they're better than middle of the pack, seven, eight. So I see them in that four, five, six range again. Um, and listen, like if they could pull that off, uh, given all the stuff that's going on, all the noise that's going on, um, I think that's pretty good. It's unfortunate because maybe that helps Chris Klein's situation, but I still think Greg Vanny's a really good coach. Um, he got a player like Mavingo, who he knows. Like, he has these guys, Marky Delgado, who he knows, like Raheem Edwards, players that he's had before. He knows what he's doing, and I think that he knows that this year is, is high pressure. He needs to to kind of prove something a little more. And listen, I don't know. I kind of agree with Vanny and Chicharito when they say this offseason, like, hey, if that game against LAFC would have gone to extra time in the playoffs, we probably would have won that. I kind of believe that. I mean, it's hard to say. They had the momentum. They had the momentum. momentum We were there. It was insane. And we're talking about, like, they win that game, they have to play Austin, and then, you know, they could go to the Cup. So it's it's a tough way to lose that way, obviously, with the late goal, and you're on the road against a rival. But if they would have – that game would have went a little longer. Maybe they would have won it. We had, we could be having a whole different conversation. They right were now, so. they were the hottest team uh, going into the playoffs. They were the yeah. hottest team, and I felt I felt whoever won that game versus LAFC versus the Galaxy in the playoffs was going to go to the championship. I don't know, like the championship is different because Philly was yeah. tough too. Philly was was a, a Gareth Bale game tying goal away from yeah. winning the MLS Cup, right? right. So, but yeah, I, I felt I really felt that the Galaxy or Galaxy LAFC whoever won that game. Um, where it was going to go to the final. Um, everything else is different. No, they, to me, this team is talented. I think my expectations for them is is, is, is tricky because, look, you the, the biggest thing to me is this, the summer transfer window. Like, Julian just left. Kudos to Julian. He deserved the move and everything going to, going to FC Barcelona. Um, it's just so tough because, right, 
if Greg Vanny hopefully he doesn't go the same way of not wanting to play Dejan or not wanting to start Dejan with Chicharito, but it's like, I think once for 90 minutes, you're good. But like when you look at the bench, right, as of right now, you know, it's tough. Who do you look, who do you look for at the bench? Who's going to come in and make that sub? Who's going to come in and, and, and score? Who's going to come in and be that, that, that midfielder uh, and give you that, that push? Who's going to come in goal score? I guess it could be Dejan if, if he put, keeps him back on the uh, – keeps them in the bench, but I, I think they're just, you're going to have to use all your weapons, especially for this game too. I look, they got to what, April 24th, 29th to still add more players and stuff until the MLS window closes. But this is, this is the galaxy team that is going to be moving forward. Uh, you may, yeah. you can't add anybody. You can, you can certainly have players move on. Uh, they could probably, probably certainly have injuries. I, I'm assuming you could add, players through, I don't know. Can you add players through the regulars to the MLS? I don't know. Or is it just international international transfer? Yeah, just international. Okay, did the international transfer window during the during the summertime? So I mean, that thing is just like it's just tricky for me. But I, I still I still feel like I think certain things are going to work for the Galaxy if they have a solid season. Other teams are gonna are not going to prioritize the regular season. Like I said, I don't think LAFC will prioritize the, the regular season like other teams. And I think that's going to help Galaxy move up. Uh, I still think I'm with you. I think they're middle of the pack like a four or five um, because I think they're just, they're just missing a little bit more of that depth. Um, but I, I certainly f- see them finishing there uh, four or five. Uh, I do want to, I do see Chicharito um, look uh, in 2021, he scored 17 goals in 2022 last season, he scored 18 goals. I feel like right up right there. I think his over under is right there. 17, 18 goals. Look, if he gives you 17, 18 goals in a 34, 34 game season, uh, it's about half a goal a game, you know, so it's, that's good. That's good at his edge and what he's doing. Um, yeah. And I think, and I think, and a lot of those two, I think he ended up missing a couple PK. So he would have been right at 20, right. right. Over, over twenties. So I, I think that's going to be good. Uh, I do see a player like Dehan. Uh, I hope, I hope he just gets more minutes because he's, he's just so fun to watch and, and what he does on the field. Um, look, he, he got, he scored 12 goals. In 34 games, but look, if we look at the minutes, he barely played it, barely right. played 90 minutes, barely played 90 minutes, and he was able to score 12 goals. So if he's able to get 90 minutes, you would have to assume those those goals are gonna double. You would have yeah. to assume, right? Saying 24 goals for Dejan Jovalich in 2023 is not is not far-fetched if he get if he gets to play 90 minute games. So I think if Dejan is able to score 20, 20, 20 to 24 goals this season then you got to watch out then you you have a you have potentially two players for the golden boot race chicharito and dehan you have another season with ricky push who's going to be feeding the ball marking the gala brugman i think to me they have one of the best midfields in, in the game um just because of what we've seen what, what ricky was able to do and now that you have a whole another season together they're, they're just going to get better there in the midfield you they're going to understand where ricky likes the ball more how he likes to play where marky needs to play where brugman needs to play i think that midfield is really strong and i think it's the strongest one in, in, in mls and i and i feel like ricky push could potentially be the the mvp this season because of what what we're what we've seen him do um like half a season so i think mvp potentially candidate for ricky push and then you have a golden boot winner potentially in Dejan Jovalich right there, uh, because there's there's just so much going in. Any any anything you add? Uh, any other players you like to add, or you potentially could see from the other galaxy? 
Yeah, I think that uh, I think the signings that they I think Tyler Boyd could be a, a good uh, piece. That's a good I signing think as well. Nimble, as well, I think he's hungry to kind of show like he could prove himself. I think that Vanny's a big fan of him, so I think Memo could be a good compliment. Um, and to my point, it's like kind of like I feel like last year the whole thing was Vanny never found what his best lineup was, and mm-hmm. like you said, towards the end of the season they started you know getting hot because they made these these signings, but it's like. How long is it going to take him this season to find that best lineup? Because remember, before he did make all those signings in the summer last year, he always said, like, I'd rather have made these in the beginning of the year, not in the summer, because sometimes you don't know how that's going to work. You have to bring in new guys. You have to change things around. Luckily for the Galaxy and luckily for Vanny, they work tremendously. Now, like you said, you have a full offseason with these people. You have a preseason with these people. They're ready. Ricky seems the most energized. Like, I saw him there immediately. day. He was like, dribbling a soccer ball around a hotel like he was just happy um but you're still gonna have to add some to it and i think you brought up a really good point their benefit is going to be that a lot of teams might not prioritize certain competitions the way that they should if i'm the galaxy and i said this last year i would go all in on us open cup like they had the rules to get there last year they obviously get you know let down at home in that one game but it's it's winnable and what changes energy what changes things winning win a championship win a trophy you can't yep. discount like, oh, well, it's just U.S. Open Cup. Well, U.S. Open Cup is going to give you that bid to go to CCL, like things like that. And I'm like, that's that's the way that things are lining up this year. Like that should be something that they should focus on. I mean, I I just see it from that way of trying to alleviate a little bit of the pressure and the stress. Like, obviously, you want to win MLS Cup. You want to win uh, Supporter Shield. But U.S. Open Cup is feasible. Is there. It doesn't seem like it's going to be the hardest um, given, you know, League's Cup and everything that's around. So I think they should have a good year. But I always say this, when you think about older players and injuries factoring in, like if Chicharito has to miss some time, or Douglas Costa has to miss some time, like I hope nobody does, but uh, that changes everything, you know, because then you're you're talking about a team that these are the players that you need. It doesn't matter what their age is. They're DP players. You need them to perform. And historically in MLS, if your DPs are not performing, you're not going to do well. So um, it kind of is interesting there. But I, I do agree with you. Chicharito is who he is. You know he's going to score – and if he has somebody like Ricky Pooch giving him assist and putting the ball where he needs it, I don't see it far-fetched that he could score. I just hope that the two-striker system is something that works out for them because I think everybody in MLS and that follows uh, the league and the Galaxy wants to see that. So hopefully it does work out. Yeah. Look, just to finish off, potentially we could see your boy F. Ryan Alvarez have a breakout year. We've been waiting for this number, number, number of years. Uh, we'll see if, he, if he's able to do it. He's have been having a solid preseason. We'll see if that continues in the regular season. Um, let's switch over. Let's talk about LAFC. Uh, 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 you know, expectations for the club. Leeds yeah, yeah, Cup, yeah. Uh, US Open Cup. Um, they got a lot of tournaments. You know, they're, they're, they're one of the top, they're one of the four teams, four or five teams are gonna, they're going to play. They have, has an opportunity to play all these, all these games. What are your expect, expectations for them? Uh, and also potentially what, what they could win in terms of trophies? I will say good luck to uh, Steve Shrendelow because I don't know how the hell he's going to manage all of this. Uh, <laughs> I, I sat down and talked to him about two weeks ago, and I was like, you know, like, what do you do? He's like, well, we're just going to try to win everything. And I love that ambition, but like we mentioned before, it's going to be very difficult. Um, let, listen, man, this is a championship team, right? Uh, they're coming in with that energy. They oh, The thing about LAFC is they've always been that table club, like that energy that like we're going to be top. We're going to – even in bad seasons, maybe some of that stemmed from Bob Bradley. Uh, but what Steve was able to do in his first year was nothing short of remarkable. Um, and I, even though you see, like, obviously the departure of Chicho is, is huge, uh, Gareth Bale's retirement, but I'm like, this team, 
people say that there was a lot of turnover and i don't really believe that or agree with that yeah i don't i don't i don't feel the sense as much they they don't don't, do much besides that i mean i i want to say that in the sense that he didn't do much in the season but he scored the goal that got him got him there sure um christian theo i'm like i wouldn't even add him to the list because i don't remember seeing him play more than three times with lafc yeah yeah. Uh, and they were ambitious like they were ambitious about going out and getting players um i think his name is stipe that's how you pronounce it i'm not positive mm-hmm. but from all accounts it's like he's somebody that should be able to uh really help and boost i think dennis Boang is gonna have uh, a year i think he's a, a really good player uh steve loves him steve talks highly about him so i think he's gonna have a really good season then you have somebody like mahalo who who bob since the really beginning was was adamant about this guy is really good and he's gonna be next so I feel like Sherlock is going to have to give him those chances as well because he kind of sees that. Uh, then you talk about the midfield, and sure, it's a little it's a little slim right now, but you still have that same three for now. You still have Sifu, you still have Ilya, you still have Kellen, uh, so they should be confident in that. What happens with LAFC is do those pieces move in the summer that they expect? Is Sifu gone? Is Chiki mm-hmm. gone? Because Chiki, I think, may be the most improved player for LAFC last season in terms of how Steve wanted defensively to set that team up and watch them kind of transition a little bit better defend a little deeper would be able to to be more efficient and Chiki, you know i think the early criticisms of um of him were that he couldn't really uh center he couldn't pass the ball too well in in attacking situations well he delivered one right on the money to Gareth Bale when it counted so i think those are two players that you really have to watch but from what jt has been able to do these past years um they unlike the galaxy seem like they always have a plan in place if one player's going somebody's coming in mm-hmm. And you can't say that they've whiffed on too many signings. I feel like a lot of the signings they've made have been solid. Um, maybe a few here or there weren't. But I think that uh, it's feasible for them to honestly run it back. I think that they should be an MLS Cup favorite. It's just it is what it is. But because of the conversations uh, we had about the competitions that are happening this season, CCL should be number one. Because you have to remember, they were they almost won it already, too. It was a weird one. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a normal one, but they almost won it. I think that's number one for them. They ha- you have to see the Galaxy. I mean, the Sounders go and play uh, the Club World Cup and be like, wow, if we could get to that stage, like massive. They already in five years have blown this club up to proportions that they probably couldn't have expected. So CCL should hands down be number one. And because of that, you might have to sacrifice a lot in the season, points early. Supporter Shield probably shouldn't be on their mind um, feasibly because there's going to be teams that are, are probably going for that. And I think Philly's going to be right up there with them too. Um, but I think CCL, they can make a run if that team – the other thing about that is because their CCL would be before the summer transfer window. So they mm-hmm. will have that full squad all the way through that CCL run because the finals are usually around May, I believe. So mm-hmm. they'll have that team with Sifu if he does – if he is going to move, they'll have him most likely still there, Cheeky. So I think that that beginning part of the year, they really have to focus. But you think about they have the opener this weekend. Then they they go and play, uh, I think, on the road. Then they have a, a home game. Then they have CCL. Like, it's it's crazy already off rip in March. So uh, if I'm Steve, I'm, I'm saying, hey, let's go all in. And and player-wise, it's the same thing. Like, uh, Carlos Vela realized what he needed to do last season and kind of change things a little bit, uh, be more of a facilitator, play a little bit of a role. And it worked out perfectly for him. He was still efficient. Um, from, from what it seems, he seems healthier than maybe he has. I don't know if it's because he's – doing things differently in, in preparation or whatnot. But I think if he's efficient enough, like, you know, that ball, he's still going to be able to score if he gets the ball on his left foot. But I think now opposed to other years is like, he doesn't have to do it all on his own. And I think not having Chicho there will have a little bit of an effect on that. Cause him and Chicho seem to really 
be able to get together last year and click and had those moments. But um, I think they're going to be fine, man. I think they should be in the conversation for for at least CCL. Um, when you look at the MLS teams that are going to be there, and because they have the history in the past there, the season will be a little different. But listen, all LAFC, if they're thinking about the way that this playoff format is going to get announced, all they're saying is like, yo, if we could, let's finish top four in the league, if we could, because obviously having home field further further as that goes, it's going to benefit them more than it would a lot of teams in MLS because we know how the how BMO Stadium is. Yeah. <laughs> how energy is there. But um, besides that, it, like I, I just the least cup to me is such a question mark. But if they have success in CCL, I think that predicates what they do in the least cup. Right. Because you're kind of matching them against uh, League MS competition. And listen, if I win CCL, least cup, cool. Y'all have fun over there. Like I already got CCL. I'm good on least cup. Like I'm going to try, but it's not going to be that serious. But if they have a sour taste in CCL, maybe they see League Cup as like, all right, we need to show against, you know, League MX that we are the elite of this league. So I think for them, it's a little different because they are champions and they're going to want to showcase any chance they get that they mm-hmm. are, you know, the top of the top. But you have to uh, you have to prioritize. You have no other choice but to not prioritize. And, and we have a clear CCL and everything else after that. Yeah, I'm with you. I think CC, they're, they're definitely going to make a strong push for CCL. Um, depending with that, and I think, like we've always we've always seen how Carlos Vela, whenever they play uh, the Liga MX teams, he's always up for that, and that's one game he's always these are those games he's always excited for. Even the MLS All Star game last last season. So yeah, I, I definitely see them having uh, somewhat uh, of a deep run in the League's Cup, depending how how that shapes. And I think also, look, you mentioned a great point, Sifu. I think Sifu and Chiki could potentially leave this summer. And I think that opens up the doors for them to potentially, I think that works with them potentially being able to send another ADP and other players and all these different things with the, with the, with the salary restrictions and all the different things that, you know, ultimately led to, to Chicho leaving. But I, I think to me, yeah, LAFC is in a good position. They could pick and choose uh, what tournaments, what games they, 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 if they decide to prioritize because, you know, as ambitious as a club is, I don't think you could, I'm not, I don't want to, Sell, sell them short but I think potentially playing 60 games and you include national team games and stuff so I don't I don't think they the way they're, they're set up right now any team in MLS uh, has the depth to play 60 games um, you got to open it up more and, and, and be able to get more players more quality players and all those different things to, to, to potentially win all those different type of trophies but yeah I think I think a big player like Buanga to me Buanga is going to be an MVP candidate um, we've already seen him in the preseason, but he, I think he scored eight goals last season, or excuse me, I think he scored two, uh, two or three goals, two massive goals. Let me, let me get this correct. Uh, he scored three goals in, in the regular season. Um, <clears throat> he's going to have a big season. I think he's going to be uh MVP candidate. He's going to want, I think he'll probably play more as a false nine, uh, there. And, you know, he's going to potentially carry all the workload and another player with him is Mahala. He had eight big goals. He's the one that scored eight goals last season. He had a couple bangers outside the 18. I think, I think he's also going to have um, potentially probably going to be the starter there. Uh, I haven't seen any of the preseason. They said steep. It looks good, but I, I would put Mahala. Uh, I think Mahala definitely, definitely def- deserves that, that, that starting role. And then you just have so many things for them going on uh, uh, individually and all these things. The goalkeeper situation is also going to be interesting. Uh, is it going to be John McCarthy or is it going to be the Elgin, the new guy from uh, from England? So there's a lot of different things there. And I think they have a strong midfield. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how they do uh, moving forward. Um, a lot of excitement. They, they they got a lot of things to do. Uh, Andy, let's finish off with this. Uh, Saturday's game. Obviously, we talked about it, everything. Um, 
let's talk about predictions. What do you think uh, on this game? Who do you think is winning? Who, who do you got winning? Who's scoring the goals? Give me, give me a score prediction and who scores the goals. My prediction is Mother Nature's weak. She's not going to come out. It's going to be downpouring the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> I've thought about this, man. I don't know. I, I want to say the Galaxy are going to win this game uh, based off energy. I feel like a lot of the traficos we've seen besides the playoffs, uh, certain like there's just a certain energy the Galaxy bring to it. But, man, not having Julian on that team really uh, does something for me because he used to turn into a monster when they would play yeah. LAFC. Uh, so I'm going to go with LAFC just because of uh, because of that and because they're coming off of a championship season. I think we're going to get goals. We always do in the Trafico, so I'm not going to put it uh, – I'm not going to say it's going to be a low-scoring game. But um, let's go. Let's go uh, Let's go 3-2. I like 3-2. Why not? 3-2 like LAFC. Um, Chicharito gets one because if he plays, I'm hoping he does. Uh, he's saying that he's not injured, so let's hope that he's out there good. Get Chicharito one. We're going to give Efra one because he likes to score in these big – Stadiums, big and stadiums, yeah. <laughs> so we'll go Chicharito and Efra and the LAFC. Man, Boanga got to get one just because of, of what the team looks like right now. Uh, we'll get Vela one because of the star power, and then one random one is going to be like a set piece, like with uh Murillo or something like that. So we'll go I'm, expecting, I'm expecting a good game. Um, because all we've talked about this whole podcast and everything we mentioned, it still doesn't matter, it's still a rivalry. It could be the first game of the season, it could be. In Madrid, it could be in Pasadena, it could be wherever, and they're gonna play this game with a high intensity level, and and I think that it won't take long for that to settle in in this game. So I'm excited, man. Hopefully, it lives up to the billing, but it typically always does. Yeah, uh, I would say, I I'm gonna say, I want a lot of goals. These games always usually a lot of goal. I'm gonna be a little aggressive here. I'm gonna say four three. Okay. I'm gonna say four three. I want seven goals in this game. I know that's crazy. <laughs> Touchdown. <laughs> I know that's crazy. I'm being ambitious here. I know it. Um, I'm saying 4-3, and I give the edge to LAFC. Uh, I just think that um, they're a little bit more of a complete team. Um, they have a lot more of the, the core pieces there. Uh, yeah, they, they Bell, you said Chicho. I think Chicho's the biggest loss there, but I think they've always had like a rotating three up top. So I think a player like Mahala comes in and steps up. Um for the LAFC side, scores a goal. I think Vela has, you know, always like to like these big games. I say Vela, Buanga, um, Mahala gets in there, and then you have. Uh, I'm gonna give one to Kellen Acosta. We're freezing here. I think we're back. I'll give one to Chicharito, just just to give hope. I'll give one to Douglas Costa. Got to give one to Douglas Costa there, and then uh, the last one. Uh, the last one I, I give another random. Martin Caceres he comes in, gets a header. Uh, there, so we have a chance to see at least one penalty called. I think, I think <laughs> at least one PK. At least who's one. gonna take it? That'd be crazy. That would Listen, be crazy. I, I, I don't have any. I don't have any positive answers for that one. Yeah. Well, look, Andy, I appreciate you, man. That's gonna wrap things up for this episode. Uh, Andy, I appreciate you being on, man. I'll see you this weekend. For everybody, make sure to give Andy a follow at Andy DLC on Twitter. Um, that's gonna wrap things up. So for Geo, this is Andy. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye everybody. Bring an umbrella. Bring an umbrella. <laughs> that's true. <laughs>